Your soul is calling. The time has come to embody your divinity and bring your pure power of creation into everything you touch and everything you create in your business. Welcome to the temple. This is the Pure Power Podcast and I am your host, Oliver Philrock. We are live. Welcome back to the Pure Power Podcast Season 2. And dear listener, I'm delighted that you have found your way back even after I've been absent for a little while, navigating the storms of life, quite frankly. You might have seen that Sophia and I have decided to separate. We have taken a mutual decision to move forward by our own. And it's been quite a ride the last couple of weeks. And here we are back to kick off season two with you. And I'm very excited about that, especially since we have two really amazing guests here with me, and I feel honored to welcome them both into the temple here. And before I introduce them, I actually want to give a little shout out to Sophia because she is the connector here. I met these two guests through her. So uh, if you're listening to this, just know that we hold you in our blessings and our hearts, and you are somehow also a part of this creation. And now the guests I have here with me today, very special couple, Dr. Andrea Morningstar and her husband, Sal Morningstar. Andrea is a seven and eight figure business mentor, a channel and a speaker. And Sal is the chief operations officer and co-creator in the business that they are weaving together. And just one more word on this. And I shared this with you both even before we went live and before we started the recording. You are, for me, an, a real authority and kind of like a, a star that I look to in the field of bringing applied spirituality and real spiritual depth into powerful business. And I feel that you are really doing it on a very, very beautiful and very high level. And it gives me strength, actually, to see it. So I feel really honored to have you both here. Big welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. We are so honored to be here with you. And we've had a very special start, actually, of this podcast, and we decided we want to talk more about this. So what happened was, we're actually right now recording this for the second time, because when we pressed record for the first time, it seems that I kind of just went into some kind of um, other dimensional space or something like this, because... Basically, I could still hear myself, see myself in the recording. I could see and hear my guests, but they couldn't hear me any longer. And I kind of blacked out. Uh, and it was like an interesting experience because I could see life unfolding around me. I felt that I could participate, but then I was not being received in that. And we were speaking just now about the kind of mystical implications of this. And you both had a very interesting a view that I would love to, you know, dive into a little bit more. What came up for you around this? I love that we get to start in this way in this second recording. And the part where I like to start is really to say, first of all, you're deeply received in our hearts and in our <laughs> lives. And we're, again, so happy to be here. And we are experiencing the magnificence of this creation and co-creation together in real love, in real spiritual depth, in ways that are very tangible and concrete in the world. And what I thought was incredible about that experience we shared together in the first recording was that Sal and I, we were 
in our early morning today. As we do, we were having our session where we're chilling together. We're just opening to the all that is and experiencing that fully. And there is a vision that came through that was very similar to that experience you had. When you described it to us, you mentioned it reminded you of Interstellar, the movie, for uh, those who may have watched with Matthew McConaughey. And that is exactly the same reference that I used to describe what I was seeing this morning, which were the different stacked layers of reality coexisting in the now and how we can navigate those stacked layers beyond time through the realization of who we really are every now in real time. That is powerful. And I can feel the frequency of that even as you speak. And it's opening kind of my being into a realm of creative potential. And I would love to dive into this a bit more. And by the way, I'm also curious about your morning ritual yeah, and what goes down there. But maybe I wonder if you can elaborate on this a little bit more. Like, how does it look for me or for you or for anyone to tap into this tapestry of all those different layers and to create in this way with consciousness? Yes. So... There's so much that we want to say, and I'm looking at him because uh, we co-create in this way together. And so do feel free to jump in at any time. But the way that I have started to see this game, this reality that we're in, it's truly a game. It's truly a simulation of consciousness. And so the truth of who we are is known in every, in every now. It's not a mental construct. It's not something that we have to necessarily read about it anywhere, even though there are many sacred texts that do point to it. It is something that we can begin to experience with just our curiosity and openness in our hearts as to the truth that has always been there. The way that I separate illusion from truth is that illusion always changes. Illusion is temporary. Illusion is a part of the game. And it's not bad. It's in a realm beyond good and bad. But it simply changes and it's temporary. Versus truth, when I'm speaking about highest truth, I'm speaking about highest love and that which is eternal. That what That is what is and what has always been and what will always be. And so when we're looking within and we're going from that space of an open heart and curiosity, we're looking within. We're looking at the aspects of us that have always been true and that will always be true. And when we start to find resonance with that frequency and really come home to ourselves in that frequency pathway, we then realize that we are in this game. We are in a simulation of sorts. Much like Interstellar, we begin to see reality in a very different way. We start to see these stacked layers of what is possible, stacked layers of possibility, potentiality, and probability. And we can learn to navigate those as we experience ourselves in the game. For example, because we are all frequency, because everything is frequency, everything is consciousness, this morning... I don't remember if it was me or you, but all of a sudden there was like a a trigger, right? So we want to be highest good of all. We want to be our highest becoming. We want to be our most experienced, expanded selves in human form. That means that these things come up for us. And so there was an opportunity uh, to go into a frequency that didn't feel good. And then from in that moment of not feeling good, because it's all stacked realities, you could look out and see 
everything that doesn't feel good that feels the same. And it's different situations, but it's all the same frequency of, if you get down to it, it's like not feeling appreciated, right? That was just this morning. So it was like, there was this moment of like, not feeling appreciated, then being able to look out and see every moment where, you know, there was this feeling, this frequency, right? But because it's all stacked realities that all exist now by finding, okay, maybe that's true, but what else is true, right? It's, it's only true because we believe it, right? But if we can find higher and higher perspectives, right? This is the highest timeline is the highest perspective. It's like, okay, i not only do I feel better, but I also see everything that matches my now perspective. Wow. This is so powerful. I love this. Uh, and as you speak like this, I get again, this image of the interstellar movie. And those of you who have watched it, maybe you can uh, probably relate to this with a bit more ease, but there's the scene where he's basically behind the cupboard. Yeah, and he's kind of caught in his world in a way and trying to communicate with a different timeline, with a different reality that is kind of coexisting at the same at the same time. And what you're describing with those stacked realities is like entering kind of like a room like this, right? Where suddenly it gets quite dark and quite stuffy. Yeah? And I'm in my lack of feeling appreciated or whatever, maybe this uh, the name of this cataract. Yeah. <laughs> But then what you're also saying is that actually we do have a way to uh, obviously transcend kind of from this cataract into a different one. Yeah? So for us, it's a bit easier than for the person in the film yeah, to bridge the realities here. Is that accurate? Is that a good picture? Yeah. Yes, yes. And, and that's exactly it. There is this feeling of when we're having a certain perspective that we can feel isolated too and separate from that which we desire to experience, but actually everything is available now because there is only now. And what changes is our perspective in that game of creation. Right. And what I find fascinating about this from my experience is that, for example, when I go deep into meditation and my main spiritual background is in, in meditation, long retreats and feel a deep, deep resonance with Ramana Maharshi and also other masters, but especially with this lineage of self-inquiry, yeah, where we inquire into the mystery of our being and we find that we cannot be defined actually through anything. and We connect directly into the infinity of the spiritual heart. Now, when I sit in meditation, it's quite easy yeah, to access this and to completely detach and come into the space where I can see all the different stacks of reality and it's like okay i don't really have to choose any i can just be in the blissful abidance of full nothingness but then when it comes to business okay the game yeah it's like okay i have to decide to enter into some kind of a cupboard it feels like yeah like some kind of a frequency layer in order to be creating and even though i'm guiding people there and i come with highest aspiration to bridge the two and to really bring this from depth, I still find myself often putting myself into some kind of a cupboard yeah, where suddenly it just seems like, okay, I have to do whatever it is, like let's say marketing. yeah, And it seems like, okay, in order to do marketing, I need to put on a little bit the, you know, some kind of a cupboard. 
that, <laughs> yeah, that in the end I don't fully feel expanded. There's like something I do energetically and maybe I don't even understand exactly what I'm doing, but there's something I do energetically and in my consciousness and suddenly something feels a bit stuck, yeah? not like as fully blossoming open. What's your experiencing of this and how do you navigate this? Well, for me, I can say that I can absolutely relate to arriving into the business space or especially the online space. I was in business much before I went online. But in the online space, at times it can feel as though the reality or the game being played is being played at a certain level. And then to be able to play would have to match the players that are in the game in some way for it to get done tangibly or concretely. When I have found that the more I maintain my frequency standards in anything and everything that I do, the better results I get. And so for me, it's been a deep process of leaning into my fears and surrendering into the unknown and trusting myself in my pure frequency of creation. And whenever I do that, you know, I can play like the games that have been played before and I can do quite well, or I can leap into the unknown and completely lean into any of the discomfort that comes with it, but be true to my frequency and then watch unparalleled results every single time. And when I say unparalleled, I'm not even comparing myself to anybody else. It's me and my own work. And so the more I go and the higher I go, the deeper I go, the deeper I leap, the more magical and unbelievable it becomes. And It becomes so not necessarily because I am feeling like I found the keys, but more so because I am more comfortable with the unknown and I'm more comfortable with that limitlessness of who we really are translated into business. This morning in the channeling session in our morning meditation, I had the question because there's the sense of riding a wave of creation that's been happening forever and we're on it and we're surfing the wave of creation and that's our free will is how do we experience the wave another way of thinking about it is like a cookie and it cr like the ad expression is like well that's the way the cookie crumbles right <laughs> and so i was asking how much power do we actually have over the cookie crumbles the cookie crumbling or our experience of the cookie crumbling. And what we received was not only do we have the power on how we experience the cookie crumbles, but the way we experience it changes the way the cookie crumbles. Mm -hmm. So that's that leading edge the moment right now, potentiality and probability, right? So not only can we like have a higher perspective on the moment that changes the way we feel and what we can see and all of that, but the higher perspective and the higher frequencies also change what's possible. And, and so for you, when you're saying that you're going into a room, a marketing room that you don't necessarily want to be or doesn't 
feel fulfilling necessarily or isn't necessarily what you want to do. For me, what I was hearing was potentially, and I'm sure maybe you do this already, but really defining who you're talking to. Because when you've got that connection there, like you've discovered from soul to soul who you are here to serve, right? And be served by, then it just becomes a natural flow of like, okay, this is what I got to do now because this is what I've always been meant to do. And this is bringing me my highest joy. Right. Yeah. Thank you for sharing this. I receive that. And indeed, it feels like a bit peeling the onion where I go through this process and it feels like an iteration where every couple of months I find myself looking at my creation and being like, wow, what is this again? <laughs> and it feels like, okay, again, like the question, yeah, what are we doing here again? And again, somehow a remembrance. So I hear you on this and I would subscribe to it. And I would love to also look at more, like go a little bit more into the application of this because I feel this is so rich. So many of the great saints, for example, let's take Nim Karoli Baba. Yeah. I think you're very, very connected to the saints. So every day he would write in his journal, yeah, two pages in his journal, and he would be writing only one word, yeah, Ram, so God. Yeah? So he would just be writing in his journal, two pages every day, God, 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 and doing Japa, yeah, doing the prayer, this connection of just speaking the name of God, speaking Ram. And then I'm asking myself this question because I can also function in this way where my consciousness, my heart, just rests into the infinity that I would be resting into in a meditation. And I kind of just let words come as it's happening now. I don't know what I'm going to say next. It's just somehow flowing through. Is that the fundamental practice or the technique that you allude to when you say, okay, let's lead from the highest frequency? Or Yeah, like this is one way. Or I can also set an intention. I can also say, okay, I'm going to do my marketing and I will imbue it with joy and I will just try to enjoy what I'm or yeah, actively invite like a, a frequency like this. Which of the two, or is it a combination or like what's the, yeah. <laughs> I love this. I love these perspectives because it's a bit of both, but the way that I would describe it or how I have experienced it is, There is only one of us in the room. There is only God. There is only divinity. That's it. And we are the room. And so when I'm looking at creating in the business, I see the business as an expression of that divinity. And so whatever I'm engaging with, whoever I am engaging with, I'm engaging with them or with it as an expression of the all that is. I am meeting that divinity within myself and I am meeting that divinity expressed, realized, materialized in physical form through my business. And there is no separation. And so as that example that you mentioned with the writing of God in the journal, it would be something like that, but it is like that with every interaction that I have and with everything <laughs> that is around me physically, because everything is the all that is, and I am the all that is, I am that I am. And when I create my marketing, when we create marketing, everything is a representation of that frequency as an experience. It is our vision, not only to imbue it with that frequency, but for it to be 
the frequency that is self-evident, that speaks for itself and that in itself is a fractal representation of the transformation that happens with the work. And so I'm not talking about it. I am demonstrating it. I am transmitting it. I'm the living transmission of it. Yeah, I agree mm-hmm. that it is both because the even though they appear to be separate paths, they really contain the same in if you're saying prayer, you're writing God, like you're focused solely on God, right? Stuff is still going to happen. And so then it's like, well, it's how you were focused while you're doing the stuff that's happening. And so the freedom of this game that we're in really does apply to how do you want to experience yourself? What do you want to create? And so if you've got big visions, lots of things to accomplish, you are free to go about doing that. But if you're not focused, I mean, if it's, it can be, you know, a wheel for suffering, but it can also be a wheel for ascension because in every choice point, in every moment of experiencing yourself as a reflection of what you've come up against, the potentialities are all there for you. And so I've heard about if you want to speed things up, you got to slow things down. But that might be the person asking that question might be wondering why aren't things happening fast enough? It's like, well, then you've got to pull it back. But from a pulled back state and really enjoying every moment, I see every decision that you're making really does move you through those portals really quickly. And so like, you know, we see billionaires today, like they're making hundreds of decisions a day, almost too many. Right. And so, but they've gotten to that point. So from one side to the other, it's, it's both. Beautiful. Yeah. And I just want to highlight yeah, the speed at which you have been moving together is quite breathtaking. Uh, I mean, I don't even know what happened kind of one day, (laughs) (laughs) one day I didn't see you online. The next day I saw you online and you were already, I don't know, making seven figures a month or something like this with, I want to say a real, I mean, with your work, which is a a gift to the people who come. I feel in an old economy, people who have been generating a lot of cash oftentimes did so not necessarily in full integrity and rather at the expense of others and at the expense of the freedom of others. And you are creating this by co-elevating into freedom. So, yeah, I mean, the speed at which you've been moving really puts a testament also to how you are applying this. I'm curious also to hear your perspective on this. I mean, I'm sure you've been talking about this a lot yeah, over the last time, yeah. but this speed, what's unlocking this speed for you? I don't think it's hustling. Yeah? I don't think you're working necessarily more you know, than, than the average entrepreneur. Or, but yeah, I'm curious about your perspective. For me, it's been about, you know, I was kind of nowhere, right? I had a medical practice. I was very much in a more unknown business space. And then coming to the online space, it was very important that as I took that leap and decided to become more visible, that everything be an expression of my frequency standards. And so I keep coming back to frequency standards because that is truly at the foundation of everything. And so the speed has been a result of a 
applying at every choice point, every single day, no exception in every interaction, in every moment, in every choice, in every relationship, with every client, in every situation, the frequency st uh, standards and set point of highest truth, highest love, and for the highest good of all, mm. and no exception. And so I, we do notice the acceleration of everything. You know, our families are always, you know, playing with us because in the last year we've we've moved three times, right? <laughs> like we, literally, like we keep moving physically and also in business. It was, you know, from zero to uh, six-figure months almost immediately. And then another nine months, it was seven-figure months. And all of that with the that that frequency set point and standard of highest truth, highest love, and highest good of all. And so what that has felt like is that there is a momentum of creation. There is this wave that we are riding following this path that feels like our highest truth and feels like exactly what our souls have come forward to create. And it has taken fierce courage for us, I would say, because sometimes I say love and people can think that that's, oh, that's so, you know, mm -hmm. that's so sweet. Fluffy unicorn. And love, <laughs> right. Yeah. Love, love is sweet, sure, yes, absolutely. And I'm speaking about the frequency of love, which is actually quite a fierce frequency of creation. It's the foundation of everything. Worlds, realities upon realities are created from the true frequency of creation, which is love. And that frequency then carries its own power when it's embodied. You know, we become one unified field as we navigate all these choice points where everything that we are, everything that we create, everything that we become is then at the foundation vibrating and emanating from this pure frequency. And so it takes a, a fierce courage in leaning in when things are not going exactly how we wanted them to go mm -hmm. to maintain that positive expectation, maintain open in our hearts as to what's there and what's for us to really transmute and alchemize and become because everything is for a highest becoming. You know, we speak about surprises and delights and sometimes the surprises we have are delightful and sometimes they're not quite <laughs> as delightful. And yet we can meet them with open arms and we can eat, meet them with open hearts in the curiosity and the fierce courage that it takes to then leap into the unknown and become who we've always been destined to become. That's free will meeting destiny. Right. And in that, actually, then the cookie is crumbling differently Yeah, to take it back yes. to this. So when yes. you speak, uh, I'm immediately reflecting now on our separation, yeah, with, with our separation on the physical level with uh, Sophia. On one level, we yes. are inseparable or on many levels. But I reflect on exactly this. It's like, okay, there could be a room, again, like a cupboard to enter of resentment or like whatever, stories and self-pity or like all kind of different types of collapse that are available, like on a market. Yeah, you can choose <laughs> where, where, <laughs> yeah, where do you go? What do you want to engage with? And indeed, holding this from a very fierce frequency of love has drastically changed how the cookie has been crumbling, yeah, quite quite literally. There was so much love still there and such a connection and friendship. And so that just kind of pops for me as you as you say this. Yes. It's been quite beautiful to witness exactly that that highest becoming for both of you, that that truth keeps on blossoming and 
isn't that the truth that stays, that the love simply is right. unconditionally? Yeah, yeah, indeed. That's that's what it feels like. Yeah. Now in business, yeah. So I'm going to share with you another example of this. Uh, what that pops for me when you speak uh, about this. I have held or supposedly held truth as a very high value or the highest value for myself for a time. However, now when I reflect back on the past. I see all the little ways where actually I've been cutting corners. Yeah, it's like, okay, I said, truth is my highest value. Yeah, and I'm, I practice truth. Uh, this, But then looking back, you know, it's like, nah, actually, yes. I mean, in comparison, if we, want, if we wanted to compare, then in comparison with many, they would say, wow, so truthful. Yeah, But in my own perception, I know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I know what's going on inside. I know the places where actually I didn't fully honor this. And I feel like it's a time now also to come clean with those things and let go of any of those. And that brings me into the marketing room. Yeah, Any of those little cutting corners pieces. So to make it very specific, I wrote a book a few years ago, two years ago or something like this. And it it's a beautiful book. I still stand behind it. And It starts in the beginning with a story that didn't happen exactly as I wrote it. And I kind of melded it like this, you know, and forged it a little bit like that, uh, thinking, yeah, you know, as an author, you also have some freedom there to yeah, make it nice and make it fit the storyline and so on. And now I look back on it and I feel like, wow, why did I do this even? It feels like there's a frequency of thinking that reality is not good enough as it is, like as if something needs to be embellished and something needs to be you know made somehow bigger with my with my mind and i'm curious about your perspective on this yeah so now basically what i decided is to take it offline i will take it offline for the time it will not be available to purchase anymore and maybe at some point i'll make a version two yeah but for the time i'll let go of my authorness and i'm curious about your perspective on this like is that what you mean with highest choice points of truthfulness love and highest good of all so first of all, I want to say how moved I am. Like I have tears in my eyes, just, just hearing this deep release that I experienced in your field as you say this, because it, it sounds like that at first it sounded kind of, you know, sexy and, you know, author's liberties and things, but then it kind of became like a, a burden mm -hmm. and you're releasing yourself and relieving yourself of the burden And I would say what a, a beautiful experience to have created to truly and profoundly know yourself and know who you are, where that facade gets to drop completely and you get to meet yourself exactly as you are and notice the true perfection of you. And so it, to me, as you speak it, I'm so moved and I feel such relief and I do see it even in your telling of this story or you experiencing that relief for yourself or anything that, that is arising for you in the field, just how much creative power comes for the highest good of all in that. Because I believe most humans, uh, if not all humans, can relate to wanting to reach a certain achievement or create things a certain way as if that would have granted them what they were looking for. And then once they get there, it's not quite what they thought. And in fact, it can be quite constricting. Right. Yeah, it's uh, a big part of it is the 
intention or the the frequency behind writing the story or changing the storyline because if there's like an element of like I like what you said like that the reality isn't good enough that's a frequency also or if I need to change this so that I can right then the frequency of manipulation or deception right that's in there so it it I think that you've picked up on that and like that's perfect right but to change the story details right like the names of the innocent have been changed right to right to protect someone you know that's another reason that it's been changed but doesn't necessarily make it you know wrong or bad so it's like we're putting a meaning on it but you're you're you know you're the judge and jury for yourself here and saying like right. that doesn't feel right I'm taking it down and you know honoring yourself in that way is like kudos to you because that's clearing up your field but to have not written a story you know in the exact way that you remember it doesn't inherently make it a wrong choice mm -hmm. yeah so it feels like um, just really an increase in sensitivity as it comes to frequency and Sometimes I have these conversations with clients and they're like a little bit confused about what it means, you know, with frequency and so on. Like, yeah, what are, uh, what are you talking about? Sort of a thing. Yeah. But I'm sensing in this a real fine tuning and a honing onto a, kind of a deeper detail of perception of just, yeah, it's like a felt sense. Yeah. Just can't even say how does it feel in the body because it's not really felt in the body, but just something in the being doesn't feel fully in the truth there, yeah? Curious about your perspective also on this. Yeah? When you say you, you practice frequency first, I believe it pertains to this, honing the, the instrument of perception and becoming aware of the really, really, really subtle stuff, yeah? Yes, yes. And, you know, frequency, that's our shared language across all of creation. And so it's something that we know innately and it's that vibrational rate through which our creations become realized and materialized. And so anything that we are creating into the world will have a certain frequency pattern to it. And we are able to, as we continue to expand in consciousness, continue to expand our creations to match our ever-expanding also frequency standards, right? And so what that discernment that you're having, what I find so incredibly beautiful about it is that like we're discussing and like Sal said, it doesn't made what came before bad. It actually gave you an opportunity to lean in and then discover more freedom and more creation within you and more love within mm -hmm. you. It's that power of leaning in and discovering more infinity within you. That is another beautiful gift of creating frequency first because Because, and that's a question that I hear a lot and I get a lot, you know, what if I was not aware of the frequency with which I was mm. creating or what if, you know, I got it wrong and, and now it's done and then what? Well, you are not stuck. No one is <laughs> stuck with any creatures only now. And so we get to bring everything up to speed with our frequency standards by exactly doing this leaning in and making new choice points in the now. And we can change things in the past, we can change things in the future, 
because again, past and future are illusions. They change. They are not real. They are part of the simulation. There is only now. And so as we become more, our creations also become more, and we operate in this frequency realm that is beyond good and bad. It's not dualistic. It's love. It's truth. It's something that is experienced, expressed, and known, and that will reflect, be reflected back to us in the game as different outcomes. Yeah, fine-tuning. That's why it's so important to, I guess the bas- basics would be like, paying attention to how you feel, right? And I know children are being taught this here on the new earth much more than I know that I was. It's like, pay attention to how you feel. It's like, that is like, from there, fundamental. You can really fine tune to how you feel because operating beyond duality, it's not good or bad. It's how does this make you feel? And so is it expansive? Does it make you contract? Does it, it has a shade of, this emotion has a shade of that. And so when we talk about creating frequency first, you know, we, we are talking about our state of being when we're creating, but also our intention. Our intention is almost like throwing a, a fishing lure out there, and that's our intention. And so by bridging, we can bridge the result to where we are in the present through our frequency and like that's the creation that happens you know for example we've got a post on social media for marketing right we have to be in a state that is at the very least neutral about it but preferably excited to do it and then the intention why are we doing this that's only going to help focus our creations and then between excited for where we are and where we're headed, then we can take action. And that's going to lead us into the next door of potential outcomes. And it's like, we just are doing this so many times a day and millions of times throughout our lifetime. But that's, that's basically what we mean by frequency first. So, and what happens in the moments where, like, let's say I just don't feel like it. Yeah. I mean, create content or something like this. Oftentimes I feel excited. Okay, I'll make a reel. But then of course, there are the days when I just don't feel like it. And, you know, part of the being is just like, oh, rather stay in bed, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Now with this, I feel like there's kind of two quite distinctive philosophies. You have on one hand, the, what feels a bit like a bit of an old, old school kind of commander style. Yeah. Like, okay, just, Get over yourself, yeah, do the thing, do what you need to do, and you're going to feel better. And I can see a truth also to that. It's like, okay, once I start to create, somehow something kicks in. Like, oh, I have a client session, I always feel amazing afterwards, no matter how I felt before. Yeah. So there's a truth to that. But then also, yeah, I'm hearing you say, okay, frequency first, let's move at least from a neutrality into into creation. So what to do in those moments? How do I how to bridge the gap? Yeah, we we were talking about potentiality the other day, and it's we kind of related it to our our dog, and so you know he's cute and we love him, but if we've never said we've never trained him to come when we call him, you know, in that moment when we're outside and we actually need him to come to us, we've never done it before. It's like what are the odds that he's going to <laughs> come to us? 
right? <laughs> and so the potential increases the more that we do the thing. And so like, you know, that consistency for, you know, weight loss, right? It's like people don't feel like doing it, but they got to do it if they want to get the result. It's, that is the old earth, old school way of seeing results that, you know, are kind of hard that are encoded with those old school, old earth, you know, no pain, no gain, Mm -hmm. you know, it's very, it, I think it holds back the results technically. If you're not feeling like posting, you got to trust it. But that doesn't mean that you won't feel like posting in five minutes after you've changed your state of being. Mm -hmm. And so that happens often with us. It's like, okay, we don't feel like posting right now. Well, let's find something that does light us up. And then, you know, five minutes after that moment of not wanting to post is a completely new set of potential realities. And so it can change that quickly from not wanting to post to wanting to post. And, but like forcing yourself to post when you don't want to, isn't going to give you the best ideas for posting. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes. And I would say too, it's so funny because I was not on social media much, you know, before coming to the online space. Like it's not something that I've done very much. And even if you go there now, there's really not a lot (laughs) there. (laughs) And I've, increased my comfort in being visible and having more content out. But the way that I've done it has been through alleviating that sense of pressure. If I ever feel pressured by time, you know, especially if I feel like there's not enough time, how many things do I have to create in a day? And and social media ends up being at the very bottom, Mm. at the very last, or marketing in that way. And so what I've learned to do for myself is to shift it so that I create a system and I have a system with my love where we do have a structuring place for it. And we make sure that that structure supports our highest creativity and our highest excitement. And so it's not a chore or something that I have to do anymore. It's just a part of our creative flow And the more I consider to the ripple of goodness and the ripple effect, the more I'm likely to do Mm -hmm. it. And so finding within us that frequency of what truly profoundly is the point of it all, what truly profoundly is the highest vision that we have, and notice how it shifts the frequency immediately and it calls us forward in a way that it wouldn't necessarily, if we're just, you know, do I want to post now or not Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, it kind of ties back into what you were saying earlier around holding every manifestation of reality as an aspect of the divine also, right? So when we remember, it's like, then the writing becomes in itself like an an offering. Uh, How beautifully can I make this to honor the grace of God, ultimately the the grace of, of life? Now, one thing is to navigate this for myself. Yeah. Also, I hear it a lot from clients who are operating in a bit different businesses. Yeah. I mean, okay, for me, I can essentially do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. In that sense, it's it's easy. But I have clients operating in, you know, really old school industries, investment, like in investors, private equity, fashion, tech, consulting. And sometimes I hear this, like, okay, yeah. I want to feel uplifted by my work, but it seems that in order to do what I'm doing, I need to 
I need to, yeah, it's already in the word, I need to have this kind of a meeting and that kind of a meeting, yeah, and the agenda is booked like this. And we're working through this, yeah, we're slashing the agenda, we're trying to remove as much as possible, and still it feels a bit sticky there. So I wonder what you recommend in bringing light into the darkness, if we want to put it like this, a bit poetic. Yeah, yeah what would be your recommendation there? Yeah. Well, my highest recommendation is to get really honest with what that highest truth is and that highest outcome is and to not fall into micromanagement as to how it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Because the reality is when we hold that highest vision for the highest good of all love, whatever your frequency standards are, and we hold that open mind and open heart to a positive expectation, no matter what happens, to see it with the eyes of the divine, to see it as an expression of the divine, it does work. And we get to be delighted and surprised by how it works. But it was never our job to figure out how to get there. And so that's also a difference that I see, you know, with the old earth codes and the new earth codes. It's a letting go of figuring out and micromanaging all the, de the details. I can't even <laughs> say it. Versus <laughs> allowing for the truth to be and being present to the unfolding. And mm. the more we see the results of this, the more we're willing to do it. I think at the beginning stages is when it's most difficult because there is no evidence per se. And we got to act more on faith and on the evidence of others, perhaps. But once we start to see the results for ourselves, it becomes undeniable. Uh, we speak often about the power. Our power is at the center of our fields. And that's speaking toward the lack of charge. That's why I said from at least a state of neutrality. So if you're going into work every day and you absolutely hate it and you hate doing this thing, but you're doing it anyway, it's almost like a, a magnet you know, positive, negative, it's neither, it's neither good or bad. It's like your charge. And for you, your charge for you equals hate, right? It's like a magnet charge. And then you're doing a thing like it is only going to compound and like, like mm -hmm. it's creating a strong bridge between you and that thing through hate. And so It's interesting because we are so, you know, we talk about spirituality. We're, I mean, we're talking about spirituality. We're very <laughs> spiritual business, but we're also, I, I think this might make us unique is that it's like we talk about action because we're in physical, we're in this 3D matrix and then the language of this matrix is action, right? But our action right? The potentiality is based off of where we are in frequency. But if you want to do the thing of your dreams, you got to do the thing of your dreams, mm -hmm. right? If you want to be paid a lot of money to give people advice, you got to be giving people advice that they want, right? Like you got to be doing the thing if you want to be success, a success, if you want to experience it in its highest reality. And so for people that are in a job that they hate and they're forced to do it, the only way out is through. Because if they were to quit and go find another job, they would take that reality with mm -hmm. them. They got to find a state of neutrality at the very least. You know, the highest outcome would be 
them finding the absolute highest joy that they can in that situation. And like that, like all the chains would drop and maybe they get a promotion. Maybe they'd be invited over here, you know, or, you know, maybe they'd be fired and then they'd be offered this other opportunity, right? We don't know how it unfolds. Like we don't get to control that part. And that's part of the fun of this ride is that Mm -hmm. it's happening and then, right, experiencing the way the cookie crumbles changes mm-hmm. the way the cookie crumbles. Right. Celebrate if you get fired. <laughs> right. You get fired. Because it's part of your highest becoming. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, I can firsthand report from this, not from the firing, but one day on uh, my way to work, I had a, an accident and broke some bones and so on. And that actually set me very much on the journey of, of discovery and connecting mm. with the soul and leaving everything behind and so on. So indeed, it feels yes. like those moments also present such a grace there yeah, because it shakes you out of your closet yeah, and <laughs> to remain connected with our interstellar. To hide it for, yeah. for us, yes, out of the closet. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so just uh, one final point on this. I just feel inspired to weave this also into just another arena that is popping for me. I'm very much into CrossFit. Yeah, I, I love my... CrossFit workouts, and it's really hard work. Yeah? I mean, I don't know if you tried this, but basically, like, okay, it's really tough. Yeah? You have 15 minutes or something like this of a workout with absolutely highest intensity, and afterwards, yeah, everything hurts. And I've <laughs> <laughs> and I've been observing this exactly this transformation that you're describing, so in myself and in my relation with with the CrossFit, with the sport, where in the beginning. There would be quite a lot of fear, hesitation. Uh, am I going to hurt myself doing this and so on? Suffering also during the workout, quite strong. Like those, like, oh my God, what am I doing here? Kind of a thing. Yeah? And counting the reps so that it will finish and looking at the clock so that you know, it, it, uh, yeah, it beeps and then it's over sort of a thing. And then over time, it transformed in much the same way I feel that you're describing of discovering the joy and the hard work also and feeling like wow this is so nice i get to fully give all of myself into this hold nothing back express mm-hmm. my full power here challenge myself like see kind of how this reality is made also yeah like what's this physicality and fully fully and it transforms into this fierce power before a workout of uh, the clock ticks down everybody starts at the same time it's a very intense moment it's like three two one and and it builds like this yeah and it's so amazing actually it's so beautiful yeah to experience this raw like fierce power there and i feel yeah there's a way to also bring this also into the business because sometimes i see people understanding, okay, if we're going to do frequency first and I'm just going to hang all day on the couch or something like this, or, yeah, like this sort of a thing. <laughs> but it's, it feels actually so joyful to really, like really go for it also. Oh, like, so I'm curious on your perspective on this also, how you feel this. And uh, by the way, also relating yeah, to my clients who have many meetings and a lot of things to do, I feel there's a way to do it, like you said, Sal, with joy and with yeah, a dedication. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I'm transitioning out uh, ever more from that paradigm of 
having so many meetings and, and being so busy all the time, which is a first that it feels really delightful. <laughs> and so I would say, you know, perhaps it's from the ideas of a manifestation, which is a word that I don't use a lot, that comes this idea of we're going to sit on the couch and get, you know, million dollar checks mm-hmm. on the mail kind of thing. In my experience, in this online space, as things continue to move very quickly, they're moving very quickly also because I am moving very quickly because we are moving very quickly. I consider us to be high level athletes in the game of creation. Mm. And so I love this metaphor that you brought Oliver, because that's exactly it. It's showing up to every meeting, showing up to every call in full presence and to everything, all of the tasks, everything that needs to be handled, the taxes, the financial planning, all of the things that are in place, all of our investments, all of the big decisions, we come forward in our highest light. We come forward ready to really play a game. And so, you know, it's, I would say is actually the opposite of sitting on the couch, even though we do, I guess, sit on the couch every day to do our channeling in the morning first thing. But that's pretty much it. The rest of the time we are very much in creation mode. And even when we're resting or even when we are, you know, just going for a walk, we're very intentional. We're very present to that walk. Mm. And so I would say for anyone who is watching this, you know, if they have to say, well, that sounds nice, but I got this real life things to do. Well, these real life things are the pathway through, are the way in which you welcome your mastery as the high level athlete that you are in the game of creation. And I'm looking at you as the athlete, the actual athlete in the house, (laughs) because I also have come so much more into physical form because of this relationship. I feel like I was more, you know, I was present, but I was more out, out reading Mm -hmm. the field, Mm -hmm. out everywhere in the world versus physically present in my body. And I can say uh, it's been in this relationship that I actually learned how to master that. And so I'll open to you. Yeah, we were designed very opposite, like the opposites. And so coming together has really called us into our mastery because me being real dense and heavy, you know, she's calling me into like, oh, okay, paying attention to how I feel. And, you know, likewise for her, I'm pulling her into her butts like, okay, but now you got to like work on the body (laughs) and like, this is a muscle here. You got (laughs) to feel that. <laughs> and what you were describing with CrossFit very much reminds me of how we are with taxes. Yeah. Because, you know, in the beginning, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, like. It was a shocker for know, me. <laughs> I can relate. Right? Yeah. They, that, <laughs> the old school phrase, the old earth phrase that like people with money have money problems. Mm. Right. And so, like, but, you know, it's like all of a sudden, okay, here's money. We got to learn how we got to learn about it. Right. And part of that being the United States is dealing with the tax system. And so in the beginning, it was very much like, Oh my gosh, you know, like, (laughs) like you were saying, nervous, apprehensive, like suffering. And then you start getting into it. And then we set up a structure for ourselves. Right. And this is what I mean by like action and doing it right. Maybe in the beginning, we're not fully conscious of like how we're feeling about we're doing it, but like we're getting comfortable. And then all of a sudden now it's like, we've got a a schedule and we've got, you know, our QuickBooks and we're pow, pow, pow. And we know what our PNL is and like all of this. And so it's like, we're like, this is part of 
our money mastery that we are, you know, a part of what we're embodying now. Right. And so, yeah, the same, it happens in every, every aspect of our lives from CrossFit to taxes. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And I'm curious, just a last little question on this before we gradually complete the arc here. Do you feel a need to take breaks in this? I mean, it's a frequency work. Yeah, It's working hard, being fully engaged. I haven't taken a holiday in quite a long time and I don't really feel the need to do it. Yeah. I'm curious about you. Do you like sometimes just kind of completely, you know, like let it go and I don't know, like, yeah. We also haven't had a, a true vacation in the sense since starting together, but because, you know, time is just a construct, the breaks happen like, you know, it hits seven o'clock on a Friday and we're like, you know what, we're going to be done now. And like, that's our vacation is like, let's watch a movie, you know? And so our vacation is like three hours long or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, breaks, you know, we, if, if we're doing tasks back to back to back, we will set timers and only do it for like 50 minutes at a time to like, so we can focus and give it our all and then, and then take a break to like re-energize. And so, yeah, there are different things that we do to manage our frequency, our energy, our focus. And, you know, last year on my birthday, we went on a cruise. And so it started as a, as a seven day, it was going to be a break, except what it became was we were feeling so creative and so energized. And we just kind of, we added more onto the cruise. So we kept traveling, we kept cruising. So we did a back to back <laughs> on this beautiful yacht experience. And we went to Greece and we went to, mm. Turkey and we were in Israel, just, you know, there are all these beautiful experiences, but it was incredible to notice that we could do everything that we needed to do in the business and also enjoy full days out while experiencing these beautiful countries. And so the higher dimensional we go in our physical bodies with our frequency, I noticed that time operates differently. Mm -hmm. And so it is truly what we choose to experience in every now. And then, like you said, the breaks become something else. It's not a relief from anything. We're already living relief. Right. It's just shifting the experience as we go. Now we want to have more of visiting other countries. And now we're going to focus on these tests. And then we're going to wake up the next day and here we are in Italy. And so it's, it, it just gets to be a continuation of our flow. I love this image, Andrea. It's like, okay, when if the consciousness doesn't contract so much, it's like there's not so much of a need for the consciousness to find like there's a break sort of a thing. Yeah, If we are in an expanded yeah. space, even if the body is active or we're kind of like doing something very hands-on, it's like the consciousness perhaps doesn't have this need to escape into like whatever, you know, into holiday or yes. what people do, binge watching something on on Netflix or, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And one thing that I wanted to mention too, is that we noticed we live to vary according to the seasons or different seasons that we're in. And so we noticed they're faster. I mean, all the seasons feel fast, but there are seasons that are faster and there are seasons that feel slower. And we trust the process of it without assigning any meaning to mm. it, trying to speed it up, slowing it down, 
we go with the actual momentum of creation and what's happening mm. for us. Beautiful. So this has been an absolute delight. Yeah? And I feel we covered so much, such a depth here in practicing yeah? how to perhaps come out of the interstellar closet or not even enter into <laughs> you know, a stuffy closet and rather create from spaciousness, watching the cookies crumble delightfully, yeah? enjoying the whole process creating in love and what that what that truly means actually and creating in frequency and creating speed also with with that it's been really really wonderful to have you both on board i would love to ask you uh, to share how people can find you how the listener of the podcast can connect with you and if you would like to offer something like a final blessing before we wrap up for the listener then you're also welcome to uh, to offer that as well Yes, absolutely. And so to find us, I would be delighted to connect. I love when people come and say hello. My team and I, we are uh, directly on Messenger on Facebook, Andrea Morningstar, also on Instagram at Dr. Andrea Morningstar. Uh, we do have a, a free group with high-frequency offerings, and so uh, all high-frequency creators are welcome to join it. It's called Rise to Ascend. Um, and mm -hmm. anything else? And depending on when you're listening to this, yes. an app might be out. Oh, cool. So. The Morningstar app is coming. Exciting. Wow, wow. <laughs> Very good. Actually, yeah, I remember you talking about this on your event. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, good, good. So all of this will be also in the show notes yeah, for the listeners. So you can find all of this with ease. Yes, yes. And in terms of blessings, my goodness, what? thank you for this beautiful invitation and opportunity because it is truly our highest delight to be connected with all of the high frequency creators that are here uh, through Oliver in this incredible Pure Power podcast and to allow for us the spaciousness to co-create new realities, new paradigms may all be infinitely blessed, infinitely surprised and delighted by the pure perfection of who you are, who we are, what we're actually here to create and how easy and smooth it actually gets to be as we trust ourselves in a high level game of creation. Om, amen. Thank you so much. Many blessings. Thank you, dear listener. And see you soon.